What's up, guys? In this podcast, I'm going to talk about something that um, I don't think many people are really discussing, and that is what free agents are still available. Because surprisingly, when I kind of dove into this project early, early this morning, I was able to find a considerable amount of good defensive players that are available, specifically defensive players. There are a couple offensive guys, too, of course, but there are definitely some defensive players. I'm going to talk about why these guys are still free agents in some cases because they're really good players and you would think like, hey, just sign them. Well, it's not always that easy. So I'm going to get into that as well. And then um, I'm going to talk about some of these guys and kind of what they're – I'm also going to break down their stats and kind of what they've done in terms of production for us lately. So first one I'm talking about on the defensive side of the ball is Richard Sherman. So Sherman, 33 years old. Um, when you look at what he did, obviously he had a great couple of seasons there with the 49ers. And then you look at what he did last year. Last year it was an injury-riddled season. He only played five games. And uh, previous two seasons he played 14 and 15 games, so he was definitely reliable. But at 33 years old, then whatever evidence you have last year in those five games is him allowing a 21 completions on 29 attempts, I mean targets at him, for 199 yards, which is 6.9 yards per target, four touchdowns, and just one interception. So he allowed a quarterback rating of 116.2. So from that standpoint, not great. Now, I'm not, I'm not sticking a fork in him and saying he's done, but what I will tell you is this. Richard, I believe, is his own agent. He represents himself. And for him to still be a free agent at this point, to me, means that he is probably just asking for too much money. You know, he's, he's a very intelligent dude, and I think that he may have – there's a chance he could have either done one of two things. Overestimated his, his value, right, on, on the free agent market, which is a, <clears throat> one possibility. The other possibility is this. He knows that he'll get what he wants, but he just knows that he may have to wait, right? So he may have to – as bad as this might sound, he may have to wait for injury somewhere because inevitably there will be a starting-level cornerback that gets hurt. And if that happens for a contending team especially, they would – you know, logically look to sign Richard Sherman. I'd like to see him go play with the Dallas Cowboys just because I think he's a good fit in that defense. And um, and I just like I would like to see Sherman in Dallas for, for some reason. I have no idea why, but uh, that just sounds fun. But yeah, Richard Sherman, one guy still available. Geno Atkins is another one. So you can say, look, man, Geno Atkins, he's 33 years old. He played eight games last year, had zero sacks, zero tackles for loss, and just one pressure. And I'll say, yeah, but he only played 119 snaps. You know, that, that to me says that the Bengals just really had no intention on playing him. So I don't know exactly why he missed the eight games, what the injury was or whatever, but Geno Atkins, if he's in the right situation, I could see him coming back and being a really strong player even still at 33 years old. Another guy in a similar position was, is uh, Kwan Short. So Short is 32 years old, and he's really missed a lot of games lately. He only played five games last year, and the t- um, or I'm sorry, he's only played five games over the last two years, and he's in that time had zero sacks, one tackle for loss, five pressure. So he hasn't necessarily been awesome, but he's been banged up and, uh, you know, things like that. But when you look at Kiwan Short and just what he's been able to do is just the pass rushing three technique, if he's able to, and I think that he, he will eventually be able to, to get onto a team, I think that he could be a guy that don't use him, don't, don't count on him to be an every down starter. Put him in there in pass rushing situations, 15 to 25 snaps a game, and just say, hey, man, we want you to go in there. When you go in there, we want you to rush the passer. Plain and simple, because this guy is very technically sound with his hands. He is explosive off the line of scrimmage, good get off. I mean, he's a good football player if he can just get enough healthy to be able to come in and play in a rotational role. And I wouldn't 
close the book on Buffalo signing him at some point before the NFL season begins, even if it's after week one. As a matter of fact, I think that's definitely possible because then the contracts are not guaranteed. All right, Melvin Ingram is the next guy I want to talk about. 32 years old, so he only played seven games last year. In those games, zero sacks, zero tackles for loss, did have 12 pressures, but that's not necessarily lighting it up. However, when you look at what he did over the previous two years, he only missed three games, first of all. So in the 29 games that he played, he had 14 sacks, seven apiece in each of those two seasons, 19 tackles for loss, and 54 pressures. Um, There's been somewhat of a decline in terms of like production as a pass rusher over the last couple of years, and of course, as of last year, but... Um, I think that Melvin Ingram still has something in the tank and is similar to what I said about come on short. I wouldn't see why Melvin Ingram wouldn't be a guy that can come in there and give you something in a rotational type role, right? Again, 15 to 25 snaps. What about the Chiefs with the whole Frank Clark issue going on there? I don't even know what's going on with that, but I just heard something that he's gotten arrested or whatever. Why not bring in a guy like Melvin Ingram to stay in division, get a chance to play his old team twice a year? You need, if you're the Chiefs, you're going to be scoring points. So as Bill Walsh once wisely stated, if you're going to be scoring points, you're going to be a good team. You're going to be winning games, build your nickel defense. Melvin Ingram is a guy that can come in there for you and play as a pass rusher. Don't ask him to do anything else if you can't do it. So what? Get in there for a few million bucks and just add another guy that can get after the quarterback. I think that'd be a very valuable get for Kansas City. Another guy, Jarrell Casey. A lot of these, these are all, except Richard Sherman, defensive linemen so far, or edge rushers or whatever. So Jarrell Casey's 32 years old, and you could say, hey, you know, yeah, he's he might be done. He only played three games last year. But I would caution you to say, hey, man, this guy, yes, he only played three games last year, but over the previous nine seasons, he only missed five games. So in 2019, so the year before last year, he had five sacks, five tackles for loss and 21 pressures. So he can still get it done. And I think that he may be able to offer you more of an every down role. But again, if you can get him signed for cheap right now, tell him to come in there and play in certain situations, whether it be, you know, not just pass rushing situations, but just situational, maybe just take a little bit off of his plate so he doesn't have to wear himself out every single snap. But give him, you know, give him 50% 50% of the snaps or something like that. And I think you drive a pretty good, solid football player there. I think that these guys all, for the most part, fit the bill of low risk, moderate to high upside signings at this point in the season. So I think that um, these guys are important. Kawan Alexander is another one. He's 27 years old. That's it, right? And yes, you could say he missed 18 games over the 2018, 2019 seasons. And he's been just injuries have been an issue for him throughout his career. But last year, he played and started 12 games, seven with the Saints, five with the 49ers. And by the way, in coverage, when he was targeted, he allowed just a 59.5 completion percentage, only 4.2 yards per target. So he definitely still has coverage skills. And again, he's only 27. So I think that getting him on a team for a rel- I don't think he's asking for too much money just based on the injury history, right? I don't think he can. So getting him on a team to me, Definitely would make sense for a team that is in need of a linebacker. Another one, and this guy is one of my absolute favorites in terms of like guys that I would want my team to sign, and that's Justin Houston. So Justin Houston's 32 years old. And what what boggles my mind about this for the Colts is you let this guy walk out the door, and then you went and drafted two edge rushers, right? And I get that. You want to build younger and all that stuff. But, dude, you are a contending team, like a legit Super Bowl contender. Bring Justin Houston back. Let me tell you what he's done over his last four seasons in terms of sack production. 
nine and a half, nine, 11, and then eight last year. Tackles for loss over the last four seasons, 16, eight, 13, eight. So he's right where he's been. I mean, look, pressures over the last three seasons, 29, 28, 25. He's been consistently reliable and there really aren't many signs of a real decline. Maybe he's not quite what he used to be. Of course, I'll give you that, but he's still a really good player and a guy that, again, can get after the quarterback. And another one that if the Colts, I'm, I'm assuming the Colts aren't going to bring him back considering they drafted two edge rushers. However, again, the Kansas City Chiefs, why not a reunion there with that guy in, in Kansas City? That makes sense to me, again, with the Frank Clark stuff going on. Another edge rusher, Olivier Vernon, 31 years old, Olivier Vernon had his best season since 2013 last year when it comes to sacks. They had nine. Um, he also had 28 pressures, and I think obviously the the timing of his injury is definitely an issue. I think he'll be a guy that gets signed probably after week one, so you don't have to guarantee the money. But to me, I think that he's a good solid rotational pass rusher and that you can get for a pretty cheap bargain of a price. I mean, I, would it surprise anybody that much if Olivier Vernon next year had like nine or 10 sacks somewhere. I don't, I don't think it would. I mean, don't ask him to be the number one, of course, and you're not signing him to be the number one at this point in his career anyways, or at this time. But to me, as a really dynamic situational pass rusher there, I could really see a signing like this paying huge dividends for the team that signs him. This one is shocking to me that he's still on the market. That's Steven Nelson. He's 28 years old. He's been, in my opinion, one of the most underrated corners over the last three plus years. And um, when you look at those last three years, when he's been targeted, he's allowed a completion percentage of just 53.3%, 6.9 yards per target. He's deflected. He made 32 plays on the ball from a um, pass defense standpoint, and he's also intercepted seven more. So 39 total plays on the ball. He He's allowed seven touchdowns, but that's kind of inflated because I think it was seven just last year. But to me, he's a young, good football player that – I was pretty surprised. I mean, I knew Pittsburgh needed the cap space, so I'm not shocked that they let him go. But the fact that I heard him say in an interview that they didn't even ask him to take a pay cut was pretty surprising to me because he's been a really good player there in Pittsburgh and, and in Kansas City before that. Next guy, K.J. Wright, 32 years old. So K.J. Wright, in, there has been some decline. Let me just say that. Okay, I still think he's a good player. I still think he's a good um, free agent addition for a team that needs a veteran linebacker. But over basically the same snaps in 2020 that he played in 2019, he had only 86 tackles compared to 132 the previous year. He, he did have double the amount, more than double the amount of tackles for loss, I will say, 11, uh, 11 to 5 in that regard. But K.J. Wright, to me, is a guy that maybe you just play him on early downs, you know, not, not as a coverage linebacker like he used to be able to do so well. But I think he's a guy that just makes sense in terms of, like, if you need a linebacker, Get him in there. He can play first and second down. He can be a veteran presence, good leader for you, and just a guy that that does what he's supposed to do, especially against the run. So I think KJ Wright's a, a guy that makes a ton of sense for me to sign. And at this point, I think you're going to get him for a million or two million bucks somewhere in that range. I don't think it's going to be very expensive. Trey Boston is the next one. And this guy, dude, there are still – let me just say this, guys. There are still one, two, three, at least three, four guys on in terms of defense that I absolutely love still. So – Keep tuned in because I'm going to give you a lot of stats to back this up. Trey Boston, 29 years old. He's not even 30, okay? He's missed three games over the last six seasons. He's played uh, – last year he played 67 fewer snaps than he did in 2019, um, but he had 27 more tackles, right, 95 to 68 the previous year. And then the yards per target allowed went from 9.1 – 
down to 6.3. Yes, he's not the greatest in terms of tackling, but if, if uh, you know, this is a passing league and all that stuff, then Trey Boston is the guy you want, right? If you're a team that needs someone that can potentially come in there and play a few games at safety for you, to I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't sign Trey Boston. Again, he's just 29 years old. And this guy has a habit of making plays on the football. He will make plays and he does not get burnt as much as a guy that you would think you know you think oh maybe he's too aggressive makes too many plays on the ball but he allows a bunch he doesn't again last year just 6.3 yards per target so Trey Boston is somebody that I'd be shocked if he wasn't on a team sooner than later but again he may be a guy that's asking for too much money I don't know I mean if Carolina released him which surprised the hell out of me they released him and maybe maybe they approached him and talked about a pay cut first and he was like no no thanks I'll go take my chances on the open market that could have happened and and if i'm trey boston I, I don't see why i wouldn't have done that as well but for whatever reason it just seems like the nfl has never really been as high on trey boston as i have so uh trey boston's still a free agent and he's kind of i, I bet he's not even panicking at this point he's basically used to this but um but yeah number 12 is everson griffin he's 34 years old so yes i understand that but let me tell you something about everson griffin he's never played fewer than 11 games in any season of his career. He played 14 last year in those games, and I believe it was for two different teams, if I'm not mistaken. In those games, he had six sacks, seven tackles for loss, and 23 pressures. He, in my opinion, could be a, a likely five or six sack guy, a solid rotational player that, that would definitely help a team like the Chiefs, not to keep bringing that up, but I mean, there are edge rushers available right now that you can count on to come in there and be pretty decent situational players. Not every down starters right now in their, at this point in their careers, but unless you're talking about Justin Houston, who I still think can be that if you need him to, but pretty damn good players right now that you can still add in the summer, which is pretty wild. And we're almost in July. Another one, Brian Poole, 29 years old. This guy played nine games last year, so he missed some games, but he only allowed a 61.6 quarterback rating. And to me, he's been a really good player, really good nickel corner for basically his entire career, an undrafted guy a few years ago. I, I don't know why he's still a free agent, but he is. And again, at just 29 years old, you can probably get him for a million, two million, three million dollars, something like that. If you need a nickel corner, if you need some depth at the position, Go ahead and sign Brian Poole. I don't get why he's still out there. And then this one's also surprising to me. Kenny Vaccaro, still a free agent, 30 years old. Okay, he's just 30. He's only missed six games over his three-year career in Tennessee, and he started every game he played. And I believe he started every game other than one that he's ever played in his, in his career. So that's pretty impressive stuff. Last year, I'm sorry, over the previous three years in Tennessee, this guy had 225 tackles, and he missed tackles on just 6.6% of attempts. So that's pretty incredibly efficient in terms of just being able to get guys to the ground and not missing tackles. When you miss tackles, especially as a safety, it can really be backbreaking for a defense. And maybe that's the reason why Trey Boston's still not on a team. Who knows? But um, he's Vicaro has not been great in terms of coverage over the last couple of years. He's allowed quarterback ratings of 114.7 and 115.7. So from that standpoint, it's not great. But hey, if you need a guy that can come in there, be a little bit of a box safety for you, probably could still play special teams at, at some point. Or, I mean, if you need him to at this point in his career. And so Kenny Vigaro, to me, I think is a guy that will be starting at least half the games he plays in 2021. And I definitely believe that he'll play. Now, for the 15th guy on defense, and this might be my favorite guy, Bradley McDougal, 31 years old, played just seven games last year, but 
this guy missed only two games over his previous six seasons. So he's been a reliable player, right? In 2019 in Seattle, as a Seahawk, he allowed a completion percentage as 54.4%, 6.2 yards per target, zero touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 58.8. And in that season, he did miss a fairly high percentage of his tackles at 14.6%. That's actually a pretty damn high percentage. But he was a part of the trade in the Jamal Adams deal. And to me, I think he's an NFL starter still. I think he's maybe not a pro bowler, maybe not an all pro guy, but I think he's a legitimate starter that can go out there and play every snap for you on defense. So Bradley McDougal still a free agent, and that's surprising to me, but I think he'll uh, – I don't think that will be for more too much longer. Some other guys on defense that are still free that I'm not going to get too deep into, but guys that I think are intriguing nonetheless is Tahir Whitehead, Ruben Foster, Garyon Conley is only 26 years old. Ezekiel Ansah, the former stud for the uh, Lions in terms of the edge rusher. At one point, Zeke, Ezekiel Ansah was a franchise tagged player. So that just tells you what kind – he's had a bunch of awful injuries, so that's been unfortunate for him. But but still, at this point, for the vet minimum, nothing guaranteed. Not not something that to you know just completely disregard. Dre Kirkpatrick, who played 14 games last year in Arizona, started 11 of them, allowed a quarterback rating of just 80.1. He's still another available free agent right now on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that there are, like I said, a bunch of good defensive players still available. And I think that if you need some of those positions, go ahead and get these guys under contract now. Don't try and get cute and wait till after week one so you don't have to guarantee the deal. Like, just get them on your team, you know, I mean, at this point. So I, I guarantee you – most of those 15 guys that I mentioned at first are probably better than uh, several players at their respective positions on NFL teams right now. So that's just my two cents. And I don't think any of those guys at this point will cost a bunch of money. Now for offensive players that are free agents still right now that to me that I, I think definitely need to be on rosters. And, and it's probably again, for a specific reason like money or asking amounts and things like that, guaranteed money, all that kind of stuff that they're not on teams now, but Russell Lokung, 33 years old. We know he has had some injury issues, didn't play many games last year in Carolina, but when he's going, he is one of the better left tackles, pass protecting left tackles in the NFL. I mean, he's a legitimate franchise caliber left tackle when he's healthy. Now, I know you're going to say, well, but he's not been all that healthy. He's not been reliable from that standpoint. Yeah, I know, but he is not going to cost a bunch of money. You're not going to have to pay him Trent Williams money, right? So, I mean, if he comes in there and starts all 17 games this season, I could see him making a pro bowl or maybe even an all pro. So it's it's one of those low risk, high upside moves to me that I'd, I'd hurry up and get him on my roster. I'm not fooling around with it. Just get him on your team. Trey Turner, another one, 28 years old, has been an all pro, I believe, on two occasions. I know on one for sure. Uh, it wouldn't shock me at all to see him go to the Giants at some point soon because Dave Guttman, after all, is the one that drafted him in the third round out of LSU a few years back. But yeah, Trey Turner has had some injury issues as well. But to me, he's an upgrade on several teams at the interior offensive line position. So I think Trey Turner will be on a team before too long. Golden Tate, 33 years old. Okay, so he's not he's not like you know, ancient at this point. And he's just a reliable, steady player. Like what, if you're the Patriots, why not bring in Golden Tate now? Like you lost Edelman. Golden Tate to me would, would come relatively cheap and he'd be a guy that is very Patriot-like. He'd fit the system perfectly. He's a guy that can separate for you as we know from the slot, could probably play out wide in that system as well if you need him to at times. And, and I just think he's a, a solid receiver. So I, I'd be surprised if he's not on another team very soon. 
Morgan Moses, again, another offensive lineman, offensive tackle, just 30 years old, had a pretty good season last year with the Washington football team. I think that this guy is not going to need, he's not going to require a ton of money. I'm not sure if Washington asked him to take a pay cut before they ultimately released him and, and then signed uh, Leno. But Morgan Moses, to me, is, is still at this point in his career a legitimate upgrade probably even upgrade on a few teams as a starter at the right tackle position. So I'd be surprised if he wasn't onto another roster relatively soon and quickly. Todd Gurley, another one. Todd Gurley, believe it or not, guys, is just 27 years old. Okay, so we know the knees are much older than that, right? If we're being if we're if we're being honest. And um, but if you need a short yardage back right goal line back that can catch the football a little bit so he's not one of those big backs that when he goes in there you're not worried about him catching the ball right he is a guy that and i said this a few weeks ago if he went to baltimore i think he'd be the best pass catching running back on that team at least early on in 2021 so a, a pretty you know he could probably still be a pretty good goal line back right now as well. But Todd Gurley, in my opinion, used in a smaller role, five to seven touches per game, could still be an effective player in the NFL, and he's just 27 years old. Next one is Duke Johnson, 28 years old. He was released a few months ago by the Texans to save, I think, $5 bucks in cap room. Duke Johnson, um, at 28 years old, I think he can still do everything he always could, right? I think he can catch the football really well. He's a good change of pace back. I mean, if I'm the if I'm the Bengals and I lost Giovanni Bernard, I don't know why I wouldn't bring in Duke Johnson and just plug him into that exact same role. You can probably get him for a pretty damn cheap price right now. And he's a talented player, you know? So Duke Johnson, to me, is another one that I keep an eye on. Le'Veon Bell, 29 years old. I know we're not all crazy about Le'Veon Bell. But at this point, I think Le'Veon will probably take the vet minimum somewhere in that range. So uh, if you need a guy that's similar to the role I just described for Todd Gurley, I think Le'Veon Bell is a decent option there. D.D. Westbrook, is he just finished playing out his rookie contract with the Jaguars. He's only 28 years old. He has some electric to him if that's even a word right he can he can make big plays for you can probably help you in the return game i don't know why he's still a free agent again at 28 years old it's not going to cost anything in terms of like real money so i think he needs to get on a team if you need a receiver slash uh special teams contributor i think dd westbrook's a good option ito smith at 26 years old in my opinion Ido Smith is a really good player, really good change of pace back. I think he's going to have a really long career in the NFL. And I, I don't see why, again, if you're the Bengals, why wouldn't you bring in Ido Smith and let him compete there as a as the third down back kind of thing? So, um, yeah, he's just 26 years old. I believe he was released by the Falcons a few months ago. And if you're the Falcons, I don't know why you would release him at this point. But I, I guess they need money, but he was on a rookie contract anyway. So, yeah, Ido Smith is one I think we should keep an eye on, too, is just a little scat back type. Ryan Finley at 27 years old. It's a guy that was just drafted a couple of years ago. I liked him a lot pre-draft, to be honest. I think I had a third-round grade on him, second-round grade, somewhere in that range. And he's a guy that has a little bit of experience starting. I think if you put him in the right situation with the right coach, maybe in San Francisco, even if you if you did trade Jimmy Garoppolo, bring this guy in there and, and maybe mold him to be your backup of the future there with the 49ers. So uh, Ryan Finley, just 27 years old. Another one. TJ Yeldon, 28 years old. Dude, this guy to me is someone that I used to think was going to be a really good player. You know, several years ago for, I believe it was the Jaguars. I thought he was talented. I thought he was really talented. And he's still, he's a bigger guy. He can catch the football a little bit for you. He can run the football. He's, he's um, 
I think he's a solid player and not again, not a starter, but a solid rotational back. If you need, I mean, I'd like to see the Atlanta Falcons look into him, you know, just to kind of bolster up that running back room in terms of depth as well. So TJ Yeldon, don't be surprised wherever he goes, if he goes to the right spot, don't, what about Arizona for him too? I like that fit as well. He could end up being fantasy relevant in my opinion. And the last guy on offense is Dennis Kelly. He's been a, a really good kind of swing tackle caliber player uh, for his career. He's, I think he's played with the Eagles and Titans. He's a solid player, just 32 years old. So there's probably a little bit more gas in the tank in terms of uh, the rest of his career goes. So I'd like to see him on a roster before too long as well. So when you look at that, there's not a ton on the offensive side of the ball, but there's a lot of good defensive players still available, in my opinion. Now, are they guys you're going to sign to five-year, $100 million contracts? No, that's the best part. They just want a one, maybe a two-year deal for basically something like the vet minimum or maybe a couple dollars more, to be you know to be real. So anyways, that's the end of this podcast, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.